It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. So Derek, I had another go at Panda Express today, and mm. this time I actually had a fortune inside of my fortune cookie. So what did the today fortune was a... say this time? What did the fortune say? Uh uh here we go you have the story right about opening a fortune cookie and you didn't have the well the story go? the story was that the fortune was actually there not that That's the fortune was actually significant but all right here it is surround yourself with kindness and beauty and that's mm. why i'm here this evening derek wow. to record a podcast with You're the one and only derek Montia. for me i'm telling you that <laughs> right now but what you are going to get from me is hard-hitting uh, D-backs opinions and content and also we got to see more baseball David Peralta is on a tear and we're going to talk about it uh, first before we go on to that we want to let you know that this show is very kindly brought to you by our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook right now of course as you know March Madness is king and you could get in on the action turn your team's victory into your own big win with our code over at DraftKings Sportsbook, a PHNX, bet just $5 on any team to win using our code and get $200 in free bets if they do. And speaking of winning, Jesse, the Arizona Diamondbacks won their first spring training game of the year today against the Seattle Mariners in a romp, 9-1. to one. The offense really seems to be rolling in the last couple of games. But most importantly, David Peralta, uh, the freight train, seems to be rolling uh, in 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 the right direction. Very positive things. Uh, he talked to us about some changes that he made during the off season. Uh, he changed made a change to his uh, footing a bit to just see the ball, I guess, earlier. And he worked on it a, a considerable amount, and it seems to be paying off so far as far as uh, his performance and uh, especially the drive, like he was hitting the hell out of the ball today, even on, even on the outs, the outs were long outs to the outfield wall. It used to be kind of like a more dramatic uh, placement of that front foot. When David Peralta would, would take his swing, it was just kind of a bigger motion. And now you see it's a little bit more relaxed. He's a little bit more crouched down uh, and kind of a more athletic sort of position when he hits. And uh, yeah, I mean, so far we have, what like eight at bats or something to to go off of but it's hard to argue with what he's done so far with a couple of home runs so 
Um, His yeah, very I mean, first at bat was a home run. So come on, give some it was. credit where credit's due. It was. And not only that, but, you know, this, this actually, like, somehow I hadn't really suspected that David Peralta would you know, be trying to make all sorts of changes and, and do all of these things that he's been doing. But this is a contract year for David Peralta. And not to say that that's the only reason that he's doing all this stuff, but this is, you know, obviously a very important season for him if he wants to continue his major league playing career beyond this season. He's probably going to have to find, you know, something else in his game if he wants to continue to be a big league regular moving forward. And, yeah, I mean this seems to this seems to be working so far and we forget David Peralta is only a few years removed from winning a silver slugger award and hitting 30 home runs. So, who knows what he could do in 2022. He said that the uh that that front foot that is helping him with his timing to just uh get to the ball quicker, see the ball quicker. And and that's something that's always amazing to me with baseball more than kind of any other sport, don't get me wrong, adjustments, coaching, making changes to your game, adapting, it's part of anything. It's part of any sport. The difference here is, though, with, with baseball, it literally can be a matter of, of inches, how high you raise your knee, what side of the plate you uh, – or what side of the rubber you pitch on. Uh, like Zach Gallen, he was talking about at one point the change he made to have the successes that he found um, was based on you know changing – where he was pitching from on, on the, on the rubber, on the rubber. And like that, that kind of stuff to me is just so incredible. Right. I mean, but it makes sense too, because I don't know if you've, have you ever gone bowling and you were just terrible. And then somehow you just like decided to move over one like arrow and all of a sudden you can, I can do it. I might be the world's streakiest bowler. Yeah. I literally, so one time <laughs> I literally bowled like a 76 and then the next game I bowled a 190 and I swear <laughs> I made like no changes. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't move a lane over. Maybe I, maybe no. I could have bowled a 300 if I, if I maybe, moved a lane maybe over. Maybe you made know. the proper adjustments. You had the right coaching out there. You had Brent Strom out there telling you, you know, what you needed to change, what you needed to do. My wife's an infuriating person to go bowling with. I saw a tweet one time that said, like, you know what's annoying is to go bowling with people who are good at bowling. It's like, bro, chill mm. the fuck out, right? Like, that's my yeah, wife. Yeah, we're here I'm to have like, a good time, right? Yeah, my <laughs> wife. I'm like, hey, we were here to drink beers and have a good time, and now I'm getting all competitive and angry and shit. My <laughs> wife my wife will effortlessly bowl a 220, and it's, like, kind what? of the most disgust. My wife will – I'm not joking about that. Her form is oh terrible. Oh, my gosh. But – uh for some reason, her bowling acumen is impeccable. She she was in a league when she was a kid, so she's one of those people. And uh, oh, she's really did she have her own? Did she have her own bowling ball? No, I have my own bowling ball. That's what makes me angry. Oh, I should that's be the so embarrassing. Bowler in that's family. so embarrassing, Derek. Yeah. You're just getting shown up by the person using the using the it. rental. <laughs> she's using the rental ball. Yeah, it's it is. It's not a good. It's not a good look, but it's uh, something you got to deal with, and it's. Uh, going back to our discussion, it's something that uh, pitchers are going to have to deal with maybe with David Peralta making these adjustments, right? See, and like, again, that's the kind of, that's the funny thing about this whole thing with this Diamondbacks team. It's not to say that this is a reflection quite yet, 
because this sounded more like something David Peralta was doing on his own. I forget the name. It escapes me right now, and I'm kind of mad at myself that I forgot, but he was working with another player during the offseason. Yeah, Michael, Michael Brantley. Yeah. Michael Brantley. That's it. There you go. Thank you. And he said that he's like the nicest guy in the world and that he they were working out up to five days per week uh, with hitting and just timing and all of that stuff. Apparently, he has – uh, some pretty amazing equipment in his house for David Peralta to go over to use and their neighbors. They live really relatively close to each other and have been friends for a number of years. So uh, that was something that, that he worked on during the off season, this off season, I'll tell you, I mean, Josh Rojas said it, but it, it might in fact be one of the more productive off seasons, considering these guys had to do so much on their own. And I say that because I think maybe it's just that initiative that drive the fact that you couldn't rely on the team. You couldn't rely on camp. You couldn't rely on going back to the facility to get yourself ready. So you had to do it on your own. And you know, these guys, they seem ready. Uh, Another guy, by the way, that had an outstanding outing today. uh, One of the, uh, one of the Humberto's Humberto Castellanos. One of the Humberto's. Outing. Uh, He continues (laughs) to do great in a starting role. And I mean, just three innings scoreless. I think he gave up uh, two hits, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe just one hit. But yeah, it looked really three, good. Three looked, hits, no walks, three two strikeouts, pretty solid yeah. all around. Yeah, yeah, it was a solid day for him. Um, and and again, uh, just another potential option for the Diamondbacks when we talk about that fifth starter role, somebody that we haven't been really discussing, but could quietly be a, a dark ho- horse for that that position in the rotation i think we've we've probably underestimated humberto castellanos in this and i i I blame myself derek because in in talking about who the diamondbacks fifth starter is going to be i i certainly had his name in mind but he's never really been like a serious contender uh in my head at least in the conversations that we've had and i think he clearly put himself in that conversation today um with his outing especially given you know, Dan Straley struggling the other day and, and still a number of questions surrounding Corbin Martin. So still a, a long ways to go in, in terms of where this thing actually winds up. But yeah, I mean, Humberto Castellanos was was really good today. And, you know, looking at what he did last season, he has some some, you know, recently pretty good performance in the Diamondbacks rotation that that should help him out in this race. And he made his first career major league start last season. So like. This is a guy that stepped up from a reliever role. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast. We've talked about it at length on this show about Tori Lavella wanting guys to step up. And he was definitely one of them, right? Because he gave them better starts than a lot of their starting rotation could at that time. Uh, Besides Merrill Kelly, essentially, Merrill Kelly was probably their best starting pitcher at that time besides Castellanos, right? And wasn't wasn't necessarily saying a whole lot, but right. Uh, no, but don't yes. get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and again, when you look at his performances, it's not like he was blowing people away. He was just much like Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly's numbers aren't great. He was just consistent. And that was something that Humberto was. He was consistent for this team. But like what you said, he was kind of quietly consistent. People probably can easily forget that he was in the starting rotation last season. People could forget that he could still be a viable starter for this team this season. 
they do have a lot of options. The problem is, is that who is going to step up and be a regular starter? Who is going to give them that consistency? Because right now, we have a lot of guys that could start here and there, but who is going to like win the job with consistency? That's that's what's yeah. going to win it here out of these guys. I think a lot of them are going to have erratic performances, good days, up, down days, you know, all of that stuff. It's just how many are we going to see with spring training being this short and not having as many starts, it's not as many opportunities for Tori Lavolo to see these guys and make that decision before we're into the regular season. If you had to guess what Humberto Castellanos' ERA in the starting rotation was last year, he made seven starts. What do you think his ERA was? Four point two five. Five five six. Wow. That does not so it, seem right. But I guess it, it's a small sample size and he had some bad yeah. that made it look worse than probably than it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's 34 innings altogether. So a little bit under five innings per start. He only had 19 strikeouts in 34 innings. So yeah, there's not a whole problem. lot of, not a whole lot of swing and miss there, but yeah, I yeah, mean, no matter who the diamondbacks, more. right. But no matter who the diamondbacks pick as their fifth starter, I mean, you know, we're not looking at a Jacob deGrom here, right? I mean, we, we know the state of this rotation and you're looking for stability. You're looking for a guy who can, as you said, be consistent and, you know, give your team a chance to win every fifth day. And, and he certainly could be that guy. That's why all of these guys bring something to this role, but it seems like none of them bring everything to this role, right? Dan right. Straley has proved to be an iron man and he's proved to have not only the stability, but the the stamina to go uh, as a starter and 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 pitch in a long MLB season, Castellanos just did his job, you know, and and did what was asked of him and did the best that he could do and and was pretty successful, even though those numbers don't really reflect it. Uh, Corbin Martin is hopefully the future starter for this team, so you know I don't know if you want to delay his progress by not getting him in the rotation, uh, good or bad. Right. So there's there's a lot of question marks around that fifth starting rotation spot. And I don't know. I don't even know if I mean, I would say Luke Weaver would still need to prove himself pretty much because if two of these guys kind of stood out and had a really good spring, I could I could even see his spot in the rotation being a little bit in jeopardy. Not much, but, you know, if if two guys shined and Tori had a hard time deciding and and weaver didn't have a good spring and you know didn't progress i i I could see that nobody's no i I don't think anybody is guaranteed a spot in the rotation right now outside of the 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 top three guys which is gallon mad bum and and merrill kelly that's that's probably fair Uh, i i think luke weaver has I would be pretty shocked if Luke Weaver lost his starting spot at some sure, point, I would but too. yeah, absolutely. But it is, I mean, a lot of people have wondered over the years, if the diamondback should just embrace the fact that he's sort of a two pitch guy, you know, he's got the fastball, he's got the change up, but he hasn't consistently had anything else. And so maybe he is, you know, a, a back end reliever type. And that's really where you could get the most use out of him. At this point, the diamondbacks probably don't have enough, depth in their starting rotation to even try that if they wanted to um 
And of course, we've we've talked about that a little bit as well. You know, are the Diamondbacks actually set up better in the rotation this year than they were a year ago? I'm not so sure. I'd like to believe so, but I'm not I'm not totally convinced of that. It 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 almost feels like we're doing it with the same guys and and expecting results, right? Yeah, it does. They they still haven't done much to address their depth, which was a huge problem for them last year. And they still have a lot of question marks around third base and right field and they're starting pitching and even their bullpen still, you know, and not a lot of time to figure it out. The one thing about it and going back to David Peralta's success, which is why we started down this path, is that the things he worked on really could result in him getting back not only to where he was, but potentially even being better than we've ever seen, right? Sure. That's a possibility. The potential is there. I think crazy that, things happen in contract years, Derek. You never know. Contract years. Look <laughs> at how much co- uh, contract year Christian Kirk got paid by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that's a different sport, but just saying. Uh, you would be amazed also sometimes what coaching – and changes can do to a player's game. I feel like that of when you want to talk about what the Diamondbacks invested in, because there is obviously going to be some questions about them not doing more in free agency and not bringing in more pieces to this team. But what they really invested in was the coaching. Because the idea here is, is that they have the talented athletes that, that can do the job, but if they can just get that piece of coaching, that move over three inches to the right kind of coaching, that they could change their games and be a team full of high-performing stars, you know? And, I mean, obviously it's not going to work out for everybody, and it's not – these coaches aren't miracle workers. They're, they're not going to turn guys uh, who were hitting – to 15 last season and the 300 hitters last next season. Right. At the same time too, though, those little changes could be the kind of thing that makes someone like David Peralta who hit what eight home runs last year or less than 10 yeah, yeah, to eight, back to yeah. being a 30 home run, 30 home run hitter. They really need him to be that guy. I mean, this, this middle of the batting order for the D backs is, you know, there's Cattell Marte and, other than that, there's a few guys you figure could be above average. There's Carson Kelly. There's Dalton Varsho. Oh, Seth Beer's going to maybe... smash this year, Jesse. Seth Beer, he's going to hit the hell out of the baseball this year. I yeah. I would love it. I would love it if that happens. But it, it's hard to get. It's hard to get to a place where where you can convince yourself that the Diamondbacks have a foreboding middle of the lineup that you know opposing pitchers are really going to fear. David Peralta returning to form would be a big part of that. I mean, we know that Tori Lovello certainly respects David Peralta and everything that he's done for this organization over the years. And he's probably going to bat somewhere in the middle of the order, Um, potentially whether he really deserves it or not. We've seen David Peralta be kind of a top of the order, middle of the order type of guy, even in seasons like last year where he wasn't necessarily at his best. So if he can reward Tori Lovello for, for doing that, which I, I think most likely that's going to be the position that Peralta's in. That would be huge if the Diamondbacks had Peralta and Cattell Marte. Uh, you know, maybe Dalton Varsho takes a step forward this year, and and that middle of the order can become something that it really hasn't been in a while. It's it's hard to remember the last time 
the Diamondbacks had a starting lineup that you really, you know, you really felt it was going to be tough for the opposing team to get through the middle of the order late in the game. Just hasn't felt that way in a long time. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I don't know outside of going to free agency if if they're going to get that, but I don't know, man. I mean, I think because I'm old, I've seen teams change, right? And I've seen teams that were kind of laughable at one point all of a sudden be extremely good. I remember that with kind of the Houston uh, Astros outside of, I believe it was George Springer. There wasn't a lot for a lot of people to be excited about with the Astros. And then all of a sudden it felt like those guys just became something, you know what I mean? Like they were, they weren't anything you had ever heard of. And the next thing you know, these guys that were on the team just became household names. Obviously the Astros are a bad example. Because the minute I say that, I know exactly what you as a listener is thinking. And you're like, yes, Derek, because they cheated. And I know they cheated. So we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to do this again. But I, I, I just think that there is the possibility for guys to all of a sudden emerge. And as much as Diamondbacks fans know guys like Christian Walker and David Peralta and, and you know, obviously Cattell Marte, at times, their numbers, I don't think, reflect how good we think they could be and how highly we think of them, right? Or maybe even how high they reached at one point, but now, you know, especially in 2021, we're hovering around mediocrity as far as, you know, hitters at the plate. It's not to say that those guys can't get back to where they were at. Uh, yeah. And honestly, right now, this coaching staff is probably the best chance at that. Now, I don't know. I don't have many more excuses for this team if they don't find success this season. And I'm not, again, expecting playoffs or any kind of crazy huge amount of success, but I'm just talking about, you know, turning it around with the proper coaching staff in place. I, I, I can't think of a better coaching staff in baseball. And if you can't succeed under this coaching staff or get at least get better than you were, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, it, what's what, if it's in the cards, you know, that people have asked quite a bit about, you know, Tori Lavallo and his job security. I, I love Tori Lavallo. I really do. I think he's a great guy. I, I just think that if they're not, if they're, if they don't vastly improve this season, and again, we're not talking about playoffs. We're just talking about improving then I, I very much could see the Diamondbacks not bringing him back, right? It's hard to think about that, though, because seeing him out there, seeing him around the team, seeing him coaching these guys uh, in camp, he he very much is the right man for the job. And yeah. he is, like, mm. just the best mentor that you could ask for. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's what you're looking for in baseball, but if if that's what you're seeking, I really can't think of a better mentor than Tori Lavallo and this coaching staff that they've put together. But we definitely we go on. I, I do want to yeah. let you guys know because we're, we're just jabbering away, but baseball's here, Jesse. So we're excited and we're it just is. 
we're going to talk about it forever and not yeah we want to talk breaks. for like at least an hour in between ad breaks if that's for, okay for sure there. yeah that's what we're gonna do it's gonna be a three-hour episode we'll get our ad breaks <laughs> in but we'll get plenty of content in uh but just a reminder because this one's for for us for 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 our home over at gophnx.com Make sure to sign up to become a member over at gophnx.com. If you haven't already, you're going to get an amazing combination of content. Jesse and I were talking about it before the show. You're going to get all of this stuff from Jesse. You're going to get all of this stuff from me uh, all season long about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Good, bad, ugly. We're going to be here to cover it. And you can join us by becoming part of the gophnx.com family. You can sign up to become an annual member and you'll get yourself a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. I promise you they are super comfortable and they'll just make you feel better about yourself as a person when you wear them. I don't know how it works. I think they're magic, but uh, you can get that free t-shirt at phnxlocker.com, a free t-shirt of your choosing. And if you're not interested in the annual membership, we'll still hook you up. Uh, if you sign up for the month to month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So join the family over at phnx. You can get down not only with our members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, but you'll join in on our members only discord where you can chat with us about baseball, talk about things like uh, mailbag Monday, whatever you want to chat about. Mostly I'm looking forward to holding discussions about moon night on Disney plus. Once that airs, Jesse probably has no idea what I'm talking about. Both of the show no idea. The app, <laughs> or the comic book. He doesn't know any of those things, but that's fine. I still love them anyway. But uh, of course, we appreciate you, and we thank you. If you're already a member, we, we can't thank you enough for being a member at gophnx.com. Um, Jesse, there is a lot of free agency news to talk about, and I don't know if we have enough time to get it all in, but uh, it seemed like, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Uh, a lot of people talked about the free agency uh, signing period kind of being slow. Some people said it wasn't slow. I, I I think things just happened at such a normal, regular pace that we like we literally expected everybody to be signed within the first three hours of the CBA being agreed upon. And that's obviously not how things happened. Uh, it might have really looked really bad, but now it looks like a lot of a lot of uh, pieces have fallen into place. Carlos Correa signs his deal with the Minnesota Twins, which is surprising. We talked about Chris Bryant signing with the Colorado Rockies. Freddie Freeman, we're going to have to deal with for a very long time. He signed a lot deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers for six years. Uh, Trevor Story has a new home with the Boston Red Sox. Javier Baez with the Detroit Tigers. There, Nick Castellanos. That's another. That's one of the ones I wanted. Uh, he signs a five-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Were there any big surprises to you as far as who was signed, who wasn't, who is, who still isn't signed? Uh, because there's not a lot. I mean, as far as the top free agents go, I think Michael Conferto is the only uh, uh, unsigned big name that I can think of. Tommy Pham, maybe. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's, there's really not much left at this point. Um, I could see. I could see Tommy Pham being kind of an interesting guy, but yeah, Michael Conforto is still on the table. He's a, a he's a relatively big name, um, but yeah, pretty much all of the big names at this point uh, have been have been claimed by one team or another. And uh, Trevor Story going to the Boston Red Sox uh, that was one of the big things to come out of this weekend, and that was uh, 
that was pretty crazy. I did not anticipate Trevor Story going somewhere where he presumably is not going to play shortstop anymore. It sounds like he's right? going to play second base yeah. uh, with Xander Bogart staying over at shortstop. Um, the Rockies, of course, continue to confuse us. Nothing is new there. Uh, but yes, Freddie Freeman, also a name you mentioned. Uh, we are going to have to deal with him uh, for for quite some time, most likely. And and it's it's uh, it's very hard to see any time that, you know, one of the great stars from one of the smaller markets in baseball moves into a bigger market for the reason. Right. The primary purpose of money uh, is I think it's just a disheartening moment for uh, for Diamondbacks fans and for baseball at large as we continue to see. Uh, you know, with this polarization in the game between the teams that have all the money in the world to spend and, and, you know, teams like the Diamondbacks that just aren't in that situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think we can draw some comfort in the fact that Corey Seager is no longer a Dodger. And I think yeah. it's easy to forget that, that That's they good. basically, even though they did get Freddie Freeman, technically the Dodgers were priced out of keeping one of their own guys, which is not, I mean, obviously, they could have spent the money if they wanted to, but they opted to spend that money on Freddie Freeman instead. So, you know, they kind of just decided to go a different direction with that. And of course, Freddie Freeman feels like a pretty safe investment over six years. Well, our very own social media goddess, Michaela Perkins, tweeted out the Los Angeles Dodgers payroll allocations for 2022 is $270 million. The Baltimore Orioles payroll allocations for 2022 is $30 million. Like, uh, it, I mean, I, I, I know we're going from the, the high to the low, and I know we're really doing the extremes here, but it just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how these two teams could even compete um, or, or, you know, not compete or whatever you want to call it when it comes to the <laughs> – you know, the, the competitive balance in, in baseball, as much as I don't want to be in favor of something like a, a salary floor, it, it seems at times like it's necessary. You know, we even have the Arizona Diamondbacks front office talking about spending more money. And it feels like I'm taking crazy pills because I'm like, wait, what you guys, why are you guys talking about like what in the hell? Right. But as you pointed out in your very well-written article on the spending by the Arizona Diamondbacks, there's not, unfortunately, really a correlation between them spending more and success. Right. I mean, they, they, it, it's like what they say. It's not about how much you spend, but it's how you spend it. Going back to the Rockies to further confuse the situation, uh, they signed third baseman uh, or infielder. I'm sorry. I'm not sure where uh, I thought he played third base, but uh, infielder Ryan McMahon to a six year, $70 million contract extension. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a finalist for the gold glove award last year. He's certainly no Nolan Arenado um, over there at the hot corner, but, uh, but he's a great young player for the Rockies. And I actually thought this was really, a really good sign for a team like the Diamondbacks um, because a guy who is young and controllable and has his brightest days ahead was still willing to sign a contract extension with his original team. 
Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people have been a little concerned about now, you know, under the circumstances that we have with the new collective bargaining agreement in place, it kind of feels like, you know, those deals where younger players who have shown some promise at the big league level re-sign with their teams, you know, that's something that it seemed like might be phased out. And the Diamondbacks rely a lot on those sorts of deals, right? Cattell Marte um, signed a very team-friendly deal with the Diamondbacks, as did Paul Goldschmidt. And so the Diamondbacks need those kinds of deals in order to be able to have success moving forward. And, you know, it's good to see a guy like Ryan McMahon um, agreeing to one of those deals with a team like the Colorado Rockies. I've heard him make reference to it twice this uh, spring, but Mike Hazen has no problem admitting to the fact that the Arizona Diamondbacks don't really have winning on their agenda anytime soon. And I guess that's no real secret, but at the same time too, it kind of reminds me just a little bit of like the Arizona coyotes thing with saying that they were going to kind of tank out, out of the gate. Right. It just, it makes the 2022 season just seem a little bit hopeless when they say stuff like that. Because Did the Diamondbacks ever what what is what is Mike Hayes? I feel like Mike Hazen overall, his demeanor has been, you know, if anything, like, yes, we kind of wonder if the Diamondbacks are really trying to compete. But at least what he is, what he has said in front of the microphone to me sounds like he's at least trying to give the impression that the Diamondbacks are making every effort that they can to compete. Well, and I think, again, I think they really do believe in their talent. I think they really do believe that the coaches that they brought in are going to improve the guys that they have. So until they need to do, they don't feel like they need to do anything drastic until they see the 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 effects of this coaching staff on results. It's a result-driven business. It's a result-driven game. So until we actually get into the regular season and wins and losses matter, they have no way of knowing if this idea of these coaches impacting this team can can flourish, can come to fruition. And even then, they still have to be patient with it. These coaches just came in this offseason. It was a tumultuous right. offseason. It wasn't exactly the kind of start that they wanted to have for these coaches to come in. And, and like even during the uh, minor league minicamp, to have these coaches kind of wandering around like zombies without the ability to actually talk to any of the guys because it's against the rules, but they're still there kind of taking in information and watching and like they could still talk to coaches and there's other still ways that information get, get transmitted. But more importantly, they were just seeing the young talent that they have out there and kind of scouting their own farm system to see if any of these guys might be ready, might be viable pieces for this team that they can call up and rely on this season uh, that that can contribute now. I think the idea there is that there is no pressure to compete now. There is no pressure for success now. I think there's pressure to be better than they were last season, but that's it, which it's a low bar to clear. I think the pressure <laughs> there is to bring in the young guys and have them get their start, get their feet wet and have success, you know, coming in from the minor leagues into the major league club. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I think that's the plan. Right. And I think that 
they they know their their core that they want to build around. They know the guys that they want to maintain. I don't unfortunately think David Peralta is part of that plan. So again, no. he might be playing and his success that he's playing for might be more for his own personal success rather than the success of this team. Really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we just I want guys to be successful, whether they're leaving this team, whether they're on this team, it doesn't matter. I just want them to go out there and and find a way to be their best. That's kind of what I find in rooting for these guys because I'm around them, you know, being around mm-hmm. them as human beings, it really makes you root for them. It, it like when, when, when a guy, when a guy leaves the diamondbacks for another team, because he's getting paid a tremendous amount more, I just find myself getting that little tear in my eye going, go get that money champ. You know, like that's really how I feel because it's hard not to when you're around these guys and you see them as human beings. They bring their kids sure. to the clubhouse and they're playing basketball in the clubhouse. They're, you know, you're around them a lot and it just it starts to become a different thing where you're rooting for them and their success as a human being regardless of the laundry that they're they're putting on, regardless of the shirt that they're wearing, right? It's it's the reason why, you know, again, Diamondbacks fans understandably are mad when they see guys leave this team and go have success elsewhere. And I, and I am too a little bit, but I'm still very happy for that individual. Like Robbie Ray being a perfect example of that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see David Peralta be another one of those candidates that really yeah. finds his finds his stride this year and then bolts off somewhere else and just becomes beloved by a completely different fan base because that guy is charismatic and lovable and entertaining and and just a great human being right and Mm -hmm. like sometimes the fact that he wasn't hitting the ball so well last year kind of gets in the way of that but he never faltered he always kept his positivity he always kept being the person he was and that's something i i absolutely love about david peralta and and something i would hate to see this team lose right Uh, and honestly like you said going back once again to the the idea of the free agency market, it's like, and I, and I, I make this in the most lovingly uh, lo- loving comparison I can because I love going to Walmart the morning after Black Friday and seeing what's left to kind of pick over, you know, <laughs> like because then I'm avoiding the crowds, I'm avoiding all of that craziness, but I can still find a deal or two in the rubble, Jesse. I can still find a deal or two. And I feel like at this point, looking at the free agency aftermath, that that that's all we're looking at is is the rubble because there is not much left, and it's definitely not what the Diamondbacks were seeking as far as positional needs they needed to fill. They they definitely still have, at least in a perfect world, the Diamondbacks should still have some work to do, right? And and Mike Hayes acknowledged this when you asked him about it the other day. And he acknowledged that he was feeling a little bit unsatisfied with where the team stands right now. But yeah, I mean, there's just not much left on the free agent market. I still think the Diamondbacks could make a trade for a third baseman. That would not surprise me at this stage in the game. I still feel like there's there's got to be some sort of backup plan coming uh, as far as that is concerned because the Diamondbacks still just don't really have a whole lot of depth at third base beyond, uh, I guess, the possibility of playing Josh Rojas there the, every day. Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll see if if the team has has anything more planned. But uh, you talking about David Peralta, Derek, just makes me think about 
this trade deadline and the fact that if this does come to fruition where David Peralta, you know, sort of finds himself again, I don't know if he's going to be a Diamondback for very long, unfortunately. So enjoy every moment with the freight train while you can, everyone, because if if what we're seeing is for real and granted would spend all the three games so far. But if this is for real, then, you know, he uh, he might find his way to another city uh, come the trade deadline if the Diamondbacks are at a in a selling position at that point, which is kind of what we're all expecting. You didn't make it. You couldn't make any. Couldn't make any train puns about pulling into another city there with that last little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, I should have. I should have. Really I'm really disappointed. But Jesse, I understand. I understand because you don't get to go use the DraftKings sportsbook app, so you're sad and your puns aren't on point and they're not sharp. It's true. But if you got to use the DraftKings sportsbook app, you'd be you'd be sharp as sharp as a knife. Uh, and and that's that's what we're encouraging you guys to do. Go be sharp on the DraftKings Sportsbook. During March Madness, college basketball fans can get down on the biggest tournament of the year with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victories into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win using our code of PHNX, and you will get $200 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. If they win, you win over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Not to mention existing customers can get down on same-game parlays. The more legs you add, the more money you win. It doesn't matter if it's same-game parlay, multiple-game parlays, whatever. Get down. I'm Big Papa Parlay, and I'm telling you to get down on the parlays over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Don't forget, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And Jesse, before we go, I, I would be remiss to not talk about the fact that apparently there is a super secret letter about the New York Yankees stealing signs that is going to be opened and released soon and be made uh, public despite an appeal by the New York Yankees. Uh, this letter is from 2017, and it comes, uh, it, it alleges to contain proof of the Yankees sign stealing methods from 2017 when they were busted for improperly using a dugout phone. Uh, and and that was around the same time that the Red Sox were found to be using uh, Apple Watches to pick up on signals from opposing teams. So I guess my question here is, even if this is damning, let's say to a Houston Astros extent, where we find out instead of trash cans, the uh, Yankees were using the New York Philharmonic to send signals or something like that. Uh, can we, do, do we care any more about sign stealing scandals? I mean, is this going to be something that people still are outraged by, or is this going to be like a lot of things kind of in society where with time and with multiple offenses, our opinion on it kind of dulls where we're not so angry about it any longer. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what Red Sox fans are going to think. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know about the rest of us. I figure it'll be kind of a 
similar deal to the Astros, I suppose. Although, you know, maybe this isn't quite to that extent, but, but yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see exactly, exactly what this looks like. And I'm sure some people will be livid and, and people like me will not really care very much and uh, continue, continue eating, continue eating our fortune cookies as the days go by. So Uh, now I'm not going to say like the New York Yankees didn't have uh, an impactful season that year, right? 2017, they won 91 games. They made the playoffs. They won their wild card game over the twins. And then they won their uh, AL division series over the Cleveland guardians wink uh, to go on to the ALCS and lose to the Houston Astros in seven games. So that's kind of hilarious, right? Because first of all, you had the cheating ass (laughs) Astros team beating the cheating ass New York Yankees team. And one team obviously could just cheat better than the other team. That's what happened here. One team, was a better cheater than the other team. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I guess their success could be a little infuriating, especially if you're a fan of, let's say, the Twins or the, the Guardians. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer people are going to get mad about this. And it's kind of like a lot of things I've seen, you know, people not even – it's like uh, the way that – violent crimes kind of dull with time on the news because we've just seen them so much and you're like oh yeah okay another shooting happened i'm gonna yeah just keep pressing on right like yeah he lit his, he lit his parents house on fire shocking yeah yeah like we just accept it because we're like oh yeah we've seen this enough now terrible things happen teams cheat in baseball we know that like of course we the of course and it's the yankees yeah uh-huh okay like i'm not surprised by that in any way shape or form but again baseball can't stop doing things to make baseball look bad even when it's baseball doing it to itself it's hilarious and also very very depressing but let's 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 not focus on that let's focus on the fact that you can go out to salt river fields today and get yourself a hot dog made out of ostrich and while you're getting your hot dog made out of ostrich you can also get yourself a lovely french uh, soft served ice cream and where else can you get that and watch a baseball game nowhere folks nowhere besides phoenix arizona during the cactus league so i'll tell you go out and enjoy yourself get yourself some salt uh salt river fields action or wherever your minor league field is close to you this isn't gonna last forever you guys it's over i was looking at the schedule and i scrolled and it was over that's that's how fast spring training is gonna be here and it's gonna be gone i literally flipped up with my finger and we were already at the regular season so don't let spring training pass you by without at least ditching a few work days and going to see uh if not the arizona diamondbacks whatever your team is whatever your terrible awful team is that isn't the arizona diamondbacks um go cheer them on but i'm not going to support you in doing that i will support you going out watching baseball though in any capacity so that's that's the most important thing jesse do you have anything else professor you know, I think we should mention that the legendary Oliver Perez, who made his major league debut in 2002, what a kid. has signed has signed with the Diamondbacks on a, a minor coach, league right? contract. He's going to be a coach. Yeah, he could be in a matter. He could be in a matter of months. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how uh, or what exactly his outlook is. It sounds right. like he may 
Uh, he may play in Mexico, I believe, if uh, if things don't work out here with the Diamondbacks. So we'll see. He was part of the team back in 2014 and 2015. He was one of the better left-handed relievers the Diamondbacks have ever had uh, during that stint. So we'll see if he's still got it. He's going to turn 41 uh, in the middle of August this season. So that would be quite a sight to behold if he's at the big league level at 41. Between him and Ian Kennedy, I really think the Diamondbacks are just trying to shore up the future of their coaching staff. I really feel like that's what some of these moves are about, but I could be wrong. And who who am I to judge people on their age? I can't believe that I'm over here judging people on being old. What is going on right now? I'm going to wrap it up, but we thank you guys so much. Uh, for listening to us go on about baseball we could go on for hours uh, but eventually we have to go to sleep uh, you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k where i never sleep jesse is at jesse and friedman our show the premier coverage in spring training baseball for the arizona diamondbacks is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that's on twitter instagram and facebook if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Drop us a five-star review. We would love you and appreciate you for it. Uh, then head over to YouTube and subscribe to PHNX Sports' YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our amazing PHNX staff. We thank you guys again so much for listening to today's show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you hire baseball players that are over 40 years old.